Gabadooey. Gabadooey. Gabadoo. Do you want your questions over here? Actually, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> we should do a little clap, though. Okay. Two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy. Just, just did another, started another podcast. It is uh, an hour until Tasia's bedtime, so every minute it runs longer than that, you can know that she's suffering. I'm sorry for that. Tomorrow morning is going to really suck. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't go that long. Okay. Uh, all right. So before before we start off, uh, it's important. We want to we start this with the acknowledgement of our land, because we are on the unceded territory, the Musqueam, the Tsleil-Waututh, and the Coast Salish. No. Coast Salish, Tsleil-Waututh and Squamish. So that's what it was, Squamish. Didn't you say that? I didn't say that. Oh. Thank you for keeping me in line. I always, okay. I always forget, which is bad. That's why we do the acknowledgements. Yeah, Very it's important to remember. Truly. Um, oh, we got a cat chewing on tables. Oh, hey, ch -ch 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 -ch. come here. Ah. <laughs> well, we'll start it off easy. Okay. How, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I woke up at... What time did I wake up? You probably... Five? Four something? 5.45 probably is when I got out of bed. I had to go to my 6.30 a.m. shift at the bakery. Uh, and then we had a really nice day today. We went to the beach. It was good. It was good. Went, went for a little cold water swim, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, it's pr pretty exciting. Uh, so, so Tejah, how, how, did, how, did, how did I... Actually, you know what? Before we get into the questions, I should give a little background. This is my, my girlfriend, my, my lovely partner, who we've been together for like seven months, eight months. A little months, bit over, yeah. Something like that. Around there. Since February. Yeah, it's it's been it's been creeping up for sure. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. it's been lovely. And uh figured as the, the the podcasting thing is transitioning into a new form, hopefully, uh I wanted to do like a special episode. So here we are in a special. Yeah, and I'm finally the first woman on your show. That is true. Long awaited. Truly, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my plans have fallen through. I'm proud to be the first woman on your show. I'm not Andrew Tate, I swear. <laughs> um, oh yeah, okay. So, questions. Questions. Uh, how did we meet? Uh, we met online. Um, just, uh, yeah. We <laughs> met online. One day I was just in school and it was January. It was really cold out and I was bored. So I downloaded an app. And I was like, deet, deet, deet. and everyone was just kind of like, eh, you know, but then you were there and I was like, oh, that looks like a very sweet human being. So <laughs> I don't know. We started talking and he was lovely. So I decided to keep him around. Pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Honestly. Um, and this was kind of inspired, or I guess you, you had some big plans going on at that time in your life that kind of fell through. Yeah. Well... I mean, it was before, well, no, because I, well, okay, preface, sorry. Um, I was going to go to Switzerland for about three months, I think. I was going to be an au pair, uh, watch like two or three children in Switzerland. I, just, I think I said that. Uh, and I had gone through all the processes of getting, trying to get a visa. I renewed my passport. It was all these different things, all these hurdles that I jumped through. I had to, I was also adopted. So I had to update a ton of IDs. If you ever change your name, it is the worst pain. <laughs> Am I too quiet? A little bit. Oh no. Um, and yeah, 
but then at the last minute there i was like filing for the visa and then the family in switzerland they finally checked on their end in switzerland they just went to this place and they're like yeah we're not gonna give her a visa you should have come here in the first place to ask and i was like "Ah!" i was like three months of my life planning (laughs) and then i didn't get to go um uh pretty much like two weeks before i was gonna go i had tickets bought insurance bought um just tons and like all the christmas presents were just preparations for it uh and then just off a whim i decided to go to school um yeah and then a few weeks later i met you pretty crazy how how life works like that isn't it yeah if i went to switzerland i would have never met you it's very true so yeah thanks thanks uh paris for (laughs) very grateful for that yeah even though it kind of sucks for you you missed out on a pretty cool opportunity to live in switzerland for a while yeah but you know what it wasn't actually that bad because i got to go back to school for the first time really in like an academic way since graduation so that was really awesome and i'm working towards my future and it's, yeah. it's exciting well what what are what are you up to now what are you trying to work towards Tasia? i am trying to get into biology and conservation and ecology oh it's okay okay <laughs> um so yeah, I've applied to SFU to go into biology, and I really, really, really hope I get in. I think that would be really awesome. I love to work. I love to be in forests and check out the little things like moss and lichen, and mushrooms are cool too. So, you know, it would be really great. It was pretty interesting. I mean, any time we're outside, she's always like, oh, look at this moss. This is the part of the moss, and this is what it does. And I'm like, damn, that's a lot of information <laughs> moss. Um, that was pretty fun. It's pretty fun, I gotta say. I, I can dig it. Um, why, why ecology? Like, what, what made you decide to, to, to do that? Uh, I, well, I've kind of always loved nature. I think most people do, especially growing up in Vancouver. We've got all these beautiful forests around us, all the water. We're just really, really blessed to be around all this beautiful nature. But it was kind of funny. I've never really considered it as a career because um, my parents are artists. And I always figured I would go through the art path, but I didn't. Um, And I was just hiking with one of my friends in December. And we were looking at you know on trees there's like the markers on them he's like yeah did you know that's a job (laughs) it's like hold up what (laughs) that's sick you get paid to like walk around and you know put tags on trees and stuff it's like yeah i guess so so i looked into it and turns out it looks like you need to be in ecology so i was like heck yeah plus it's it's just such an important thing forestry is very impactful in bc and our country in general um i think it's really important to preserve what nature we have left global warming and stuff and stuff a lot lot going on for and stuff (laughs) well that's that's good 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 for you thank you thank Um, you yeah so you, you did have a plan before that to become a baker didn't you i sure did um in 2019, directly after I graduated, I went into a program called Youth and Trades uh, at VCC, 
good old VCC, gotta love them. Uh, and it was a intensive six month program intended for kind of kids that are in high school and or just graduated. So I was actually the oldest student being 18 years old, but two of my closest friends that I met in the program were the two youngest ones and they were both 16 at the time. Um, Anyways, that's <laughs> baking. Uh, I love baking. It's really fun. Um, and I love giving people that I love baked goods. I think it's really fun way to show your love and appreciation for people. Plus, it's like a fun gift that I don't know. I like I like presents that you can use. And I don't know, like sometimes if you buy somebody a really, really fancy chocolate like thing they're just so pretty you don't want to eat them but then if i get you a birthday cake if i make you a birthday cake we're obviously going to eat it and then we're going to love it and then it's going to be great that's what it's all about yeah but but why not become a baker oh well um uh the work-life balance is terrible uh i currently work at a bakery and i've worked at different bakeries since like February 2020, actually, right before COVID. I think I got my first job at a bakery Valentine's Day 2020. Damn. Yeah, or like a few days after. Uh, but then I, I was only, I was always working in the front of bakery and currently I work in the front of a bakery and I'm a barista. Uh, but the work-life balance of a baker is terrible. At my current job, the bakers start their day, some of them at 2 a.m. So... Like, because, well, for instance, uh, what is it? Like, 7, 7.47. My bedtime is 8.30 on work days. <laughs> think about what the bakers have to do. I think they go to bed at, like, 5 p.m. Yeah, or or they don't sleep until yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Which is probably what I would do. Probably. <laughs> it just doesn't really seem like something I want to do. I remember when I was working full-time for the 6 a.m. shifts like I didn't really have a life I am a bit of a grandma I gotta admit but um I would just get off at work from at 1 p.m. and I would just be really tired and I didn't want to do anything that's fair enough I, I can barely wake up for my early morning classes and you gotta wake up every day to go to school it's it's a lot more or not to school to go bake yeah well yeah that's part of the reason why I don't want to bake oh the other thing is I find sometimes the issue with having a job being your passion is that it kind of takes the joy out of it a little bit I, and i've seen that with my parents um just being forced to do your passion sometimes it kind of ruins it for you and you know it when it when i do it for my family and my friends uh it feels special to me um and I always, it's kind of silly, but sometimes when I'm baking, I actually think about my love of that person and then I stir it into the batter or whatever. Truly, truly made with love. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it's got to be, I guess. I think so. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> sorry, it's hard to read my, my questions. It's very dark. Do you want a light? No, I'm good. I can All right. I'm not illiterate. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you sure? Maybe not. Uh, aside from work, uh, I mean, baking is a hobby I, for you now, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I've kind of been indoctrinating you into my weird hobbies. Yeah, well, I mean, a couple of them. 
uh, we've started bouldering. When did we start? Was that like March or something? April? Something like that. Sometime springtime. And we did it a few, for a few months, but then in early June, I sprained my ankle doing bouldering, ended up in the ER for the evening, like eight hour trip or something. Lovely date. <laughs> so fun. Dad had to pick us up. He had to drive all the way from Vancouver to Surrey. <laughs> He's really not happy about that. Um, but yeah, we've just recently started back climbing again and it's really fun. Um, I don't know. It's a really fun way to work your brain and your body. Um, other than that, the other hobby, which we did today, we were going to do climbing today, but we didn't have time, uh, is what do we, what do you even call that? Just cold water exposure or something? I don't know if I would call that a hobby, but I have been brainwashing you into <laughs> the cold. Yeah. I, when we first started dating, I, absolutely i get cold very easily so i was absolutely opposed to any kind of cold exposure whenever you would walk me home at night i was just shivering so hard um and i deal with a little bit of anxiety so it's a good way to kind of deal with both of those things and i think my goal in it is that i would love to be able to well i love natural bodies of water so much i would just like to be able to do it whenever I want to and not be forced to, you know, wait eight, eight months. It's pretty ideal, I would say. Yeah. Get to swim for, for three quarters more of the year and enjoy it. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does kind of suck uh, getting in cold water. But it was nice today, I gotta say. We, we swam in the ocean for about 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, I'd say that. It was good. It was nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not warm, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, I'm also, I got you trying skateboarding. I guess. Oh, yeah. Pushing around the skateboard. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't been doing that so much recently. I don't really know why. Uh, skateboarding is fun, though. Um, I always thought that I would never skateboard because I always thought I was going to just fall off and just break my face. Uh, you might. <laughs> knock on wood that I don't. I don't want to. I hate getting injured. I mean, who does like getting injured? That's a weird... I don't know. <laughs> Some people just don't mind it as much. I guess, yeah. Uh, the other thing is biking. I did not like biking at all, but you've kind of convinced me to recently. And I mean, I do it on my own, too. I biked to the grocery store the other day when I didn't have to. I just did, and it was great. <laughs> Super convenient. True. It's it's pretty amazing if you think about it. Who knew? Um, that's kind of funny. It's a good transition into the next thing I wanted to talk about. Just more relationshipy stuff. Relationshipy um, stuff. But yeah, I was. I'm gonna ask you about boundaries. I, why are boundaries important? This is relevant to biking. Can you explain? Oh, okay. Um. Well, I don't know. Boundaries are important for every relationship. It doesn't have to be romantic um i think lots of people including myself have issues with boundaries in either like making them or just kind of establishing them um the biking uh thing was when we first started dating he really well he loves biking a lot so he would try to convince me to go biking and I was like no I don't want to do that no I don't want to do that I don't want to do that 
but I'm pretty wishy-washy sometimes, especially when I'm getting to know somebody. I don't really want to let people down. Um, but eventually I put my foot down and I was like, I do not want to do this. I'm going to set a boundary. And <laughs> I think I said that too. I was you like, did. You did. I know you have to stop. And you're like, okay, okay. Just let me know when you want to do it. Uh, and then why did I want to do it? I have no idea. We were skateboarding. Uh, by by VCC when you were they were taking those classes and, yeah uh, uh, I was like oh I was like oh you know what because it, okay it was on the road that leads to Granville Island and I was like it wouldn't be so bad on a day like this like it was such a beautiful day uh, and I was like you know you get around faster because skateboarding you get around fast but I'm not super good at it and I'm not very confident at it. So I was like, you know, biking. I used to do that when I was a kid, when I was a preteen. So, you know, I could cover some ground pretty quickly on that. And then we did that. That was our first bike trip, right? Yeah. We went to visit our friend Ricky's house. and But before that, we went to Granville Island. Buy some musical instruments. I got a flute. Dan Moy. And a Dan Moy. I might actually have one on the table. Do you want to? No, it's all right. All right. Uh... <laughs> Maybe maybe later can show off some Dan Moying. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's important. Uh, we're I've I've noticed we're both kind of uh, chronic people pleasers. We're we're both a little bit uh, of pushovers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been interesting to navigate that. In that, obviously, we both have boundaries in our lives, but mm-hmm. it's hard hard to be clear about stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think we've gotten better at it. As time goes on, you kind of get to know somebody and get to read them better. So, yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> what are you laughing about? Uh, just funny question. All right. Uh, one, one thing I got to say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, we, not to bring up the exes, but we, we have had uh, similar past relationships. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Very similar uh, relationship <laughs> dynamics in the past. And I don't want to at anybody. Uh, okay, all right. That's not what I'm trying to get at. I'm all just right. saying that I think it's taught us both lessons. Yeah. And, like, how to go about it. What, what do you think you've learned from that? Like From my past relationships? Yeah. <laughs> What's a lesson? You know, a lesson? Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like it's hard to say it without really re- revealing a lot. Maybe, okay, first relationship. Uh, maybe, uh, probably a lot about boundaries um, and just self-respect, realizing that Sometimes you're in relationships where you deserve a lot more than you're getting, uh, whether that be anything, um, namely respect is a big one. Um, second relationship, I think, was partially, unfortunately, due to people pleasing on my part, uh, which is not a good thing. Um, so I guess just being more honest about uh the real the real things that you want in life um yeah yeah I, it's funny because i had the exact same experience but kind mm-hmm. of in the reverse order yeah yeah my first oh yeah that's true people pleasing and then it was actually realizing that like respect and, and whatnot is valuable and you you can 
you can ask for what you want and and, and put, put, you should ask you for should what ask. you want you should people, are, people are, are valuable and deserve good things you know if you're in a bad situation don't like keep yourself in there yeah mm-hmm. um and of course it's all about vulnerability right so yeah. why do you think the the vulnerability and honesty is so important in relationships not just like romantic relationships but any relationship oh, because why bother <laughs> i find this is kind of uh like veering off the path but i think it's um I think it connects. I would compare that to working in customer service. Uh, I see so many customers all day at work, but a lot of the time it feels empty, except for the small portions of the time where I get to have genuine conversations with my regulars, and I I adore my regulars. Uh, But without vulnerability, without honesty, it's just like a shell of of a relationship you're not really you know you're not really connecting with people and it feels very empty yeah that's that's very true and i mean you have the funny character of being pretty much unable to lie which i find (laughs) very endearing well the thing is i used to be a very good liar and i used to lie all the time but then when I came out, I decided, okay, that's enough. I don't want to lie anymore about anything, really. I feel like the only times I lie is like white lies or I try not to do it, but like avoiding telling people. And it's like other people's secrets. I don't want to. mission. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow my brain morals think it's not as bad. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I've been curious about is how you deal with like um, doubts or like mental friction in in relationships. Like, I don't know, particularly, I guess in our case, I've certainly had some mental friction with just like being able to like be close with people. Mm-hmm. I think you have also had some mental friction with that. So I'm I'm curious as to like what your thought on that is. Like, how I've dealt with it. Yeah, how how you've dealt with mental friction. Or like uh, that stuff like that. I don't know. Do you even remember? I, I have a bad thing of, kind of forgetting when bad things happen, how I deal with it. I mean, not necessarily nothing bad, but like, just like, I don't know. I think my brain doesn't like to pinpoint on that, unfortunately, uh, which can be difficult sometimes because I can't remember how I got out of sticky situations sometimes um i don't know i i find okay yeah i have an answer um when i have a lot of anxiety about things i it eats me up a lot for days on end um but i find at my job at my 6 a.m shift i get a whole hour with no customers i just deal with pastries and putting them out on trays. It's fantastic. My brain loves it. Uh, But I get a lot, a lot of thinking done. I find solitude really helps me deal through things and really understand things. And that's why I used to do a lot of uh, my solo adventures on my own, my little adventures. Uh, Lots of thinking time. I get to actually work through the things that are in my brain. That's a good answer. What 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 does a Tasia adventure look like? I love exploring nature. So 
I will take my car with typically, or it used to be, it typically absolutely no direction. I would get in my car and I would just be like, go, <laughs> no direction, absolutely no. I would just start going and I'd be like, I would just, in my heart, I would be like, what, do, literally each turn, I'd be like, do you want to do that? No, you're not feeling, okay, keep going then. Uh, and a lot of the time I would end up on the coast of West Vancouver. Uh, and I found lots of really cute spots. I love them so much. I've explored so much of that little area. Um, it's great. I love nature and, well, okay, so obviously I love trees and I love moss and rocks and water. And that's the perfect place for me to find that. So I do a lot of that. I find going too far deep into uh, the woods, at least without my dog or another person, is daunting. I don't want to, I don't feel confident enough nearly for that. So I find going to the water is a very good medium for me. So instead of getting lost in the woods, you can drown. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did lifeguard training. I'm a good swimmer. That's true. Didn't you get a concussion? Uh, yes, I didn't. <laughs> I went, my granny was so mad at me. I went last summer, I went to Spanish Banks uh, in September, I think, uh, because nobody else wanted to go to the water with me in September. <laughs> and I was like, screw all you guys. I'm going to go anyways. And so I went and it was great. Uh, but if anybody's been to Spanish banks, you know, it really stays very shallow for a long time. And I was far out in the water and I was swimming and it was very sunny at the time. And I like was swimming parallel to the water. And I was like, I want to be a mermaid. I want to like go deeper. And so I did, but there was no deeper. It was like two feet of water smashed my forehead straight into the sand so hard that I like did a scorpion roll. No. Yeah, in the water, and then I like, I'm like, I don't know which way is up for a second. I get up. I'm like way far from the beach, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that didn't feel good. <laughs> so I'm like, let's just lay down for a minute, and I laid down in the water. I was like, I feel nauseous. So I go to the beach slowly and it's wavy too. So I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel great. And I text my friend who is a training paramedic. And I was like, how do you know if you're concussed? And I waited, I think 14 minutes, uh, no response. So I'm like, eh, I'm fine. <laughs> so I drive home <laughs> and I think I like maxed out at 40 kilometers an hour. It was really dangerous. Don't do that. It's a really bad idea. And my friend, during the time that I was driving home, which probably took like half hour at the least, had called me a few times and was like worried sick because I had texted her, how do you know if you're concussed or not? And then radio silence, nothing. She thought I died or something. It's a pretty reasonable assumption, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't go into the water on my own anymore. But pretty much, not because I know that I shouldn't, but because my granny was so mad at me. She got, like, she's never gotten mad at me before in my life. Um, she's from the adopted side. So when I came into the family, I think I was, like, seven or something. Uh, and I was a pretty well-behaved kid, so I never really got scolded by her. And so when I was, like, 
20 years old she's like i can't believe you did that what are you doing that's so dumb don't ever do that again i was like okay 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 so uh whenever i'm at water on my own i think of my granny and i say i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna do it well that's that's probably reasonable you are a bit clumsy <laughs> sorry Georgia. no it's true i was born pigeon toed i <laughs> <laughs> very clumsy yeah well, this is this is the another thing I've been wanted to talk to you about is the whole like, well, I don't know if you know this, but um, you are adopted. <laughs> so what are you talking I'm about? For it to be a big reveal here, <laughs> even though I already dropped the bomb. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, well, well, I th- I think that's interesting because we ha- we have a very like different relationship with our families and friends. I find. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my family lives in France. Like I have uh, my entire familial unit in North America is like including myself or people. So dang, I spend a lot of time with my friends because that's just like I don't know who's around really. People I get to see, they're they're, they're kind of like my family to me. But you know, Tasia here, you got you got the big family out in the boonies. I've got a ginormous family. <laughs> I've got three sides, and I only see two, and they're still enormous. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, being being adopted and and being like at the same time very close to your family, like how how is that for you? Like, what what was it like to get adopted? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I got a preface. It sounds like. I don't know. I feel like when I, I feel like I almost don't really have the right sometimes to say that I'm adopted because for a lot of people that means like you were put up for adoption when you were born or something or you were taken into foster care or something. That's not at all what happened for me. My parents got divorced when I was uh, five years old or something. Four years old, sorry. Um, and then my mom and my sister and I, we moved to Vancouver and she met my stepdad who is now my adopted dad I just call him my dad um because he is uh they started dating I feel like pretty soon after we moved to Vancouver uh and then we moved in with him when I was eight years old so I've been living with my stepdad since I was eight with my mom and my sister uh and then I think we the whole adoption process started because as a as a, a Christmas present when I was still living in Burnaby, so that was must have been like when I was excuse me like seventeen I think, uh, but it only got processed when I was twenty years old just due to complications, uh, and it takes a long time. Um, also, my sister was born in Quebec, and Quebec is difficult to deal with because everything is in French, and they're also across the country. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. A hell of a late Christmas gift there. Here's two yeah. daughters three years later. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, what, what was I going on about, though? I don't know. What was it like to be adopted? Oh, right, yeah. I was saying, like, I don't really feel like I fit the whole adoption um, picture in my brain, I guess. Uh, Stereotype. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't feel adopted. I just... He's my dad. He's the one that was there for me and my sister growing up. He was the one that was there for my mom. You know. Shout out. Shout out, dad. I love you. Very grumpy fella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. It's great. Um, I've, I'm very close with all my family. Um, 
yeah i learned as a kid uh that um you know i don't think that genetics and blood make you family i think that the people that are there for you they show up for you they show that you they care that's what family is so friends and family are family to me that's why my adopted family is just my family yeah oh funny i thought we would get to like a different point than that that's basically how i see it too yeah yeah i get that um uh, sorry excuse my illiteracy right now i'm just reading things that i wrote down uh all right, we, it looks like we're at a transitioning point in these questions. I'm going to do the traditional thing I always do, people, and ask them uh, what they were like as a kid. Ah, oh, I knew this one was coming. Uh, what, have you seen this before? I've seen all but, I think, four of your whole podcast. Damn. Fake fan. No, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes some time. <laughs> um, what was I like as a ki- child? Uh very clumsy um <laughs> i was i think i was a good kid i was pretty well behaved for the most part um you're a little butter thief weren't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> when i was a kid oh yeah like my whole do you want to get into my diet <laughs> sure yeah, yeah. yeah all right so uh throwback to when i was in the womb my mom craved every single type of meat there was possible which is funny in contrast because my older sister, my mom was like fully vegan when she was pregnant with her. Um, but not me, apparently. Uh, and then when I came out, I like loved every type of meat. And I was like, give me meat. I love it. Uh, and then my parents thought I was mute or something. So they thought they taught me sign language. And my first word, it wasn't mama or data. It was the sign language for more and then meat. I wanted meat. <laughs> More meat. More meat. More meat. <laughs> More meat. One of my favorite baby pictures is uh, me in a high chair uh, with the, you know, the plates on the thing, and it's just a giant turkey wing, and there's just sauce all over my face and my arms, and I'm just grinning ear to ear. It's so cute. Um, but then, ironically, when I was, I think, five years old, I was... Um, I was in Vernon with my my grandma. Uh, I would spend every summer with my grandma. That's throwback to my family question. I think that's also a part of the reason why I was close. Can I do that? Is that all right? I'm back. I'm backtracking a lot. Yeah. Sorry to everybody that needs linear stories. That's not me. This isn't a linear story. I guess. But yeah, um, when everyone's, I think I was like two years old, I would go up to Vernon where a lot of my family lives every single possible occasion, uh, spring break, uh, winter break, summer break. I was up in Vernon. Um, yeah. So I, I, in the summer, especially it was a big thing. I, I would just get to explore, uh, this residential area in Vernon, uh, and it was kind of farmland and it was glorious. I would run around barefoot everywhere all day. My grandma would like not see me all day. It was great. <laughs> I love my grandma, shout out. Um, but I think as I got older, I think I, I didn't really stop going to Vernon until I was like 16 or 17. So when I was 17 or 18, it was the first summer I had ever spent in Vancouver fully. And that was the first time I spent the summer with my friends. So I think that's part of the reason why I'm pretty close with my family. Uh, what was I going on about that? 
I have no idea. Oh yeah, grandma story. When I was five years old, I remembered. Uh, I told her one day because I realized. Well, she lived on a farm, so my favorite meat when I was a kid was lamb. I'm sorry, lambs. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> I realized that you have to kill an animal to eat it, and I was heart shattered i like incoherent i was so sad i couldn't believe it i thought they just like gave it to you or something i don't know <laughs> i was like what that sucks so i told grandma i'm sorry grandma i'm not eating meat anymore and she to this day says that's the saddest day of her life <laughs> you broke her heart when I, your heart was broken yeah um but uh my mom didn't want me to be a vegetarian because that's a lot of commitment for a single mom so she made me a pescatarian uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna eat any more meat whoa except for fish that's not an animal right it's got a face <laughs> i know it your pain i know i honestly cry for its little fish babies you know what i try okay i genuinely whenever i eat fish if i think about it too much i can't eat it I feel nauseous. Damn. Yeah. Just don't think. I. That's what I do. <laughs> that's my specialty. <laughs> <laughs> Head empty. Head empty. No thoughts. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then later in life, I accidentally made myself lactose intolerant. So I'm a lactose intolerant pescatarian who is picky and doesn't eat shellfish. That's my whole diet. <laughs> uh, that was a whole tangent. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? I was just asking you what you were like as a kid. I was more interested oh, in yeah. your personality, little Tasia. Like, My personality? Little Tasia, like, have you changed much? Like, were, were you a very different child than you are now? Uh, I was really friendly and uh, outgoing as a kid, I think. I was also very energetic. I would just run around outside all the time. Uh, whenever I went to a playground in Vancouver, I remember specifically just going up to any kid at the playground, especially the one on Commercial Drive. Uh, Grand is it Grandview Park? No, 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 that's not Grandview Park. The one by JJ Bean, uh, not JJ Bean. Sorry, uh, Joe's. Uh, I know the one right on the other end of like Havana's. Yeah, it used to have a great playground with the the tire swings, and it was a wooden park. That's great. I have a bunch of pictures of me as a kid there. I wonder if I ever met you. But this is what I used to do. I used to just spot a kid and walk up to them, and I was like, "Hi, my name's Tasia." You want to be my friend? And they're like, okay. And they would tell me their name. And then we would be friends for about an hour or two. <laughs> and then never see them again, I guess. Or I do. I don't know. I made so many friends, I'll never know. Damn. Yeah. I, I feel like you're a little bit more closed off now. I think so. I <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people become less outgoing when they grow up because just life is... <laughs> And you get nervous. Oh, I man. Social anxiety. Be real. Well, I, I was kind of the same way. I was a pretty outgoing child, and one day I was like, I could just not talk to people, and then I stopped. No. <laughs> no. I think when I get to know people, though, I'm pretty, like, outgoing. Especially when I'm near my friends. Like, I feel supported, and then I'm, like, super outgoing. Like, even if I'm talking to other people, just if my friends are around, I feel very supported. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, what else was I like? Um, I was pigeon-toed as a kid, so I would trip every all every single day. My mom and my sister thought I put holes in all of my pants on purpose, but it was just because I fell all the time. <laughs> the school nurses knew me by name, 
uh, and they're like, oh, Tisha, how are you doing today? And it's oh, like, you're back again. <laughs> and I was like, I hurt my knee. Um, yeah. Did you break your collarbone? I did. Uh, directly when we moved to Vancouver, uh, my mom was a newly single mom. <laughs> gotta love her we had these ikea beds my sister and i shared a bedroom and i always called them a pirate ship bed but it wasn't really it just had really really sharp wooden corners on the on the end on the foot of the bed uh and because i was pigeon toed we had well, okay we had cus uh not customers we had family friends over uh and we were we had wooden floors so they were very slippery and i was skipping into my bedroom because we were my the my friends from the family and my sister and I, we were all playing in the bedroom. And I was skipping, and I tripped over my own feet. That's also how I lost my first tooth. I was tripping. I tripped on at Brentwood Mall in the parking lot. Lost Smash my first face. tooth. I did. I did. Nice. Yeah. And then we had to go to the emergency uh, dentist, which was in there. It was Very great. convenient. That's like yeah. having a heart attack next to the hospital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so convenient. Um, but back to the 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 bone breaking story. I tripped over my own foot and I fell onto the corner of the bed frame. Uh, oh yeah, and this is another thing that my family would probably bring up. Um, I w I immediately sat down and started bawling my eyes out for probably five seconds and they got right back up and I couldn't sp I think I had like a lisp or something and I was like I'm okay and then I just kept playing for the rest of the night no biggie all good you know it is what it is you fall sometimes and you get back up and you start playing uh next morning Sarah my sister she comes into my room she's like mom don't you get up I'm like okay and I'm like okay so I try to get up I cannot get up I was like that's weird try to get up again like I can't get up uh I guess I maybe gave up or something I don't know maybe I kept trying but Sarah comes back into my room eventually and she's like mom said get up it's like and I just start bawling my eyes out I can't get up I can't get out of bed I can't do it and she's like oh okay so she picks me up bridal style out of my bed and then brings me to my mom's bed and then she's like something's wrong with Tisha and then I guess uh dad drove over from his house uh and then they took me to the child children's hospital uh and then I had broken my collarbone and I could use my arm in the morning and that's why I couldn't get up imagine needing your arm to get up couldn't be me <laughs> But it was. <laughs> no. <laughs> so sad. But yeah, I was a very accident-prone and friendly child. That, I think, pretty sums it up. And now you're a very friendly and accident-prone 21-year-old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I think I didn't really change a lot. I feel like my personality has changed. Or personality has stayed the same, pretty much. Yeah, you, you mentioned your parents being artists. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm curious as to how that like uh, influenced your vision of your future. Uh, well, I mean, I always thought it was really cool that they had artist jobs. And whenever I found out what other kids' parents' jobs were, I was like, oh, cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why don't other people's parents have cool jobs? Like they're accountants and stuff. I was like, oh, no hate to accountants but we love you accountants yeah you do important stuff taxes and stuff True. yeah um 
but I mean, they were always very encouraging of me to just kind of follow my path, do whatever I wanted. They never pressured me in any way. And they were really good about like grades and stuff. Like they never really pressured me. Um, I mean, they pressured me enough in a good way. I think they were, I feel like my parents were really good to me. I love them so, so much. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it was a very healthy environment uh, to grow up in. Uh, yeah. And they were always encouraging me to do whatever fashions I wanted to do. And I was really into dance. I did dance for over a decade and they were very supporting of that. Um, but oddly enough, I was a very uh, sensical child, sensible child also. Uh, and I was like, I love dance, but I know I'll never be able to do it as a career. That's a dumb idea. My career will be done when I'm 30. <laughs> and then I'm going to have no job. <laughs> Can't ever dance after 30. Not as a career. That's true. <laughs> they don't, they don't like 30 year olds. I, 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 I think the, that. I think the top is like 35. Damn. Yeah. It's like not a long-term career, unfortunately. That's how it be, though, when you're an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Just hope you make a lot of money dancing the Russian, uh, the black swan, and then, you know, cash out <laughs> while you can. I don't think dancers get paid that much, honestly. Well, it's an art at the end of the day. Sure. You're a reasonable kid with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess your parents just supportive. Yeah, we did a lot of art around the house. Um... It was fun. I, I don't know what it is, but I think it cultivated something pretty creative in you. I'm always impressed at you. You'll like listen to a song and be like, oh, this sounds just like a boss fight. And this is the character that's entering in. And this is the <laughs> vibe and the colors and stuff. What the hell? A lot of the time, I feel like it's like fields, <laughs> like grassy fields with wind blowing through them. And then like there's a girl with like a sundress and then she's just ah, like very Studio Ghibli. Oh, I'm, I'm convinced you're synesthetic. Yeah, my family thinks that I'm not. They're like, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't really affect me whether I'm not, whether I am or not. Oh, it's just kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I have a fairly creative brain when, I come, when it comes to think of things, but I don't know. I think a lot of people think like that. That's true. A lot of people don't. I don't. I guess so. That's how it is. You're very creative in other ways, though. Okay, I guess, but uh, huh. <laughs> bless, bless. Uh, mm. Mm? How, how did living in the boonies affect you over the summer? In the boonies, oh, like Vernon? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the S place. What you mean, Surrey? I hate Surrey. <laughs> we'll Why get to that later. Okay, okay. Yeah, Vernon was a magical place, very Studio Ghibli. I adore Vernon. It's my favorite place in the entire world, I think. Um, Cow Lake, it's great. My grandma is there, my grandpa, my cousins, my aunt and uncles, like a bunch of people. Um, and I think partially the reason, like, I feel like if somebody went to Vernon, honestly, if somebody went to Vernon in the summer, they'd be like, yeah, I guess it's good. But I think the reason why I adore it so much is just because of the memories I have attached to it. I have years worth of memories just running around 
on really hot days. Like my cousins had a trampoline. We were outside all the time. They had a bunch of stuff around their house. And my at one point, my grandma lived two doors down from my favorite person in the whole world, my cousin, Julia. I love you so much. Um, Shout out to Jules. Bestie, literally. Uh, and so we would just play all day, every single day. Again, my grandma would not see me, except for happy hour. Happy hour was every day around like 3 or 4 p.m. Uh, and we didn't have watches or phones, but somehow every day we were just like, it's happy hour time. And from wherever we were, we would bolt to grandma's house and we would get uh, floats, any sort of pop float. I think my favorite was probably like some sort of, you know, the pop crush. Like the orange soda? Yeah, the orange, grape, uh, whatever. Like my favorite was typically orange crush float or root beer float. Root beer floats are a classic. They're so good. But you know what? The grape floats just have that nice fruitiness to it. The fake fruitiness of the sugar. <laughs> um, what else? One year we did a lemonade stand while there was construction going on. Uh, in And it was very residential. Uh, we w- There was a really fun water slide. Uh, I think it's called Atlantis. Uh, super, super fun. Um, and then they have Cow Lake, of course. And they've got... Um, my favorite hike there is uh, Rattlesnake Point and there's this one part of it I think it's in early springtime so I didn't get to see it very often but when I did it was glorious it's a whole field of wildflowers oh nice oh my god oh and also Vernon if you don't know is a desert so it's got really cool different biodiversity rather than Vancouver I mean of course sorry not rather like in, instead of Vancouver different different yeah um and then I don't know it was just really fun we got to play every single day there was a pool pretty close by Our, the neighbor uh what was his name I don't know Julia would remember Shout out to that guy. yeah <laughs> it's not Roger but it's I feel like it's something like that he was really nice he had a pool it was so deep we would just dive into it, it was really fun uh all the lakes by there um uh <laughs> hikes grandma family really good food my grandma's an amazing cook um just really great memories sounds like a good time yeah very magical as a kid very magical uh especially compared to vancouver because for the ages of four to 12 i lived in an apartment with my family so we didn't have a yard so i mean you still don't have a yard yeah but i mean when i lived in burnaby i had a big yard it's true it's true yeah so there's a lot of freedom for a kid yeah definitely um why do you not like surrey (gasps) i hate surrey i've lived in surrey twice in my life originally i was born in white rock uh and i lived there for four years um and then moved to vancouver and then moved to a different place in vancouver then burnaby and then back to surrey after high school we got uh, evicted by our st- stupid landlords. I hate them. <sighs> My mom tells me not to be mad at them though. Yeah, they kind of yeah. they kind of suck though. You know what they did? They gave our house that we were amazing tenants. We didn't ask for anything. Anyways, I'm just getting mad. <laughs> they evicted us to give their granddaughter our house as a wedding present and gave us 
what's the normal amount of notice? Like three months? I have no idea. Okay. If it was three or four months, I think we were given one or two months to move our entire lives. It's kind of mean. Oh, yeah. It's a nice wedding gift, though. Yeah. But then they took out all of the amazing plants, and I don't know why they would do that. Kind of a kind of a L if you ask me. Yeah, it was like an oasis. <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, then so we moved to Surrey. Uh, I mean, thankfully there was a place that we could move in Surrey, and it's very thankful that we weren't homeless. Obviously, um, there was there's good things about Surrey. Uh, I just am salty a lot of the time. <laughs> But I think the worst part about Surrey for me was I felt very isolated from my friends, especially because uh, soon after moving to Surrey, uh, COVID hit. So, and I didn't have any friends in Surrey. So I was very, very sad. <laughs> um, but, you know, I there was also really nice walks around where I lived. We lived almost in country, like like actual country area. Like farmland. Yeah, actual boonies. Actual boonies, almost. Uh, except we lived like a 10-minute walk away from like a little square area. It wasn't little. It was like fairly large. It was at least like a four by four block radius. Um, like a little mall, but it was like all outdoors. It had a grocery store and like a pet store, a few restaurants, and then Cobb's Bread Bakery, in which was the job that I got when I moved to Surrey, Valentine's Day area. Baker job? Bakery job. Uh, but not a baker. Not a baker. When I got the job, my sister was so mad. Why? She was like, why are you applying to be the baker? I was like, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's the story. Damn. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> it, it do kind of suck to be sad and insert. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have my license yet when we first moved. I got my license like a month before we moved to back to Vancouver. <laughs> Damn, it could have been useful. Yeah. Yeah. It really could have. Oh, well. You know, I'm living in Vancouver now. I have been for about two years now. And it's great. I get to see my friends a lot more. And it's really nice. Vancouver do be nice. Yeah. It's a nice little city. Mm-hmm. It's a very little city, though. Yeah. It's kind of kind of great like that. But I think it's made me grateful, more grateful to be living in Vancouver. Living uh, not in Vancouver. That's true. Mm-hmm. You appreciate it more. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I could not have. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um... What was I going to say? It's me thinking. I'm trying to think of a transition. Transition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to talk about a bit of mental health stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, anxiety is something that you have had experience with. Mm-hmm. Probably, uh, and and from from my knowledge of you, that's kind of like a 2019 kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Mm, back in those days, mm. uh, you don't have to go into this uh, by any means. But I I am very impressed for um, someone that had it quite bad to like go to a place where you're in like a much more manageable place with it. Yeah, I mean it. Going through stuff like that, uh, just like being at such a low it's you appreciate being okay a lot more i think yeah for sure 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, the, I don't think you've asked a question yet. I don't know. You were talking. No. I don't want to. I don't want to cut in. I always feel rude cutting in, especially when we're being recorded, because then everyone can see it. <laughs> oh, he's talking over here. <laughs> Bad boyfriend. Oh. So yeah, I, I guess my my question is kind of kind of what what was the, the the struggle like a little bit, and what are some things that helped you get out of that? Gonna ask you another one of those questions about the things you forget. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the original struggle for it was just uh, not knowing what was happening to me, because for uh, pretty much a solid year maybe half a year to a whole year I just didn't know that I had anxiety I ended up in the ER like four times in the span of one year uh having panic attacks but not knowing and the health system just wasn't able to help me so that was really frustrating uh and just being in a bad relationship uh so just the whole cycle of just kind of feeding into why is my life so hard right now I don't know I'm a kid um did you ask me how I got out of it yeah well I mean that's the next logical step you right uh, how how did you deal with that like going to the ER from just anxiety like panicking so much to like being a very um I don't know not going to the ER for panicking uh a lot of breakdowns, honestly. A lot of help for my family. My dad also deals with a lot of anxiety, which I didn't know until I started dealing with it. And he opened up to me and he taught me ways that he's dealt with it. Um, but originally, the way I dealt with it was, I think just through social media, I was like, oh, that kind of looks like me. And like mental health videos, like talking about anxiety, I was like, Oh, I'm having panic attacks, aren't I? <laughs> it's amazing that the hospital couldn't figure it out. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, unfortunately, and I mean, all thanks to the health industry, they've done so much, um, but they are very bad at dealing with uh, women. Every time I went in, they thought I was pregnant when I absolutely was not. Really? Yes, every single time. So whenever a healthcare person asks me if I'm pregnant, it kind of brings me back and I get quite upset. Um, but one day I went to my doctor and I suggested to her, oh, maybe do you think I have anxiety? And she's like, I don't know. I can't really diagnose with you with that. But you can go get therapy. So that's exactly what I did. I found a therapist uh, near my area and I went to counseling for a little while I'm not exactly sure how long I went but it was really helpful and I learned a lot of different tricks and ways to deal with them but I think the biggest one for me was I would push down a lot of things uh and this kind of ties into one of the original questions you asked about uh I don't know when I was talking about thinking at work um my original my old tactic for dealing with hardships was just don't think about it. Actively push it down in your brain. Uh, and so that's what I would do every time I felt uncomfortable or scared or anxious. I would picture in my brain just like 
pushing it down. That's literally depression. Pushing something down. Nice. <laughs> um, so I felt, I well, I found the way to deal with that was don't do that. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> just don't. I forced myself to just acknowledge it. Uh, and I found that was the first step to really healing. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought dealing with your emotions was helpful? That's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were, were there any other big steps after that? Or do you feel like after you acknowledged it, it kind of fell into place? Uh, I guess just practicing it, putting it into motion. Um, I think a lot of what I would do also was I would have thoughts and I was like, that's stupid. Don't even worry about it. Even though it's still, I definitely worried about it. I just pretended like I didn't to myself. So putting it into actual practice and being like, okay, maybe it's dumb. But it's still affecting me, so we need to address that. So, that's what I did. Good for you. Thank you. It's a hard thing to do. It is. But that's why uh, 2020 wasn't that bad for me. <laughs> Everybody hated on 2020, and I was like, you know what? At least I'm not crying every day. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Uh, but of course, pandemic was a big one. Yeah, pandemic sucked. Everybody... Yeah. That's true. How, how did that affect you? Like, I mean, uh, as someone working customer service, I, I, can I tell people where you work? Is this a secret? It is kind of a one-off. I work at a small bakery off of Commercial Drive. Find it if you can. Um, <laughs> go say hi. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? But yeah, anyway, yeah, working there, like... Uh, suddenly everyone could get you sick and, and the world is scary. How did that affect your, your job and your anxiety? Yeah, well, um, originally I was working at Cobbs when COVID started. Uh, uh, a lot of it brought back, well, it, I hadn't really totally dealt with all my anxiety. I mean, I everybody, I feel like I still deal with a lot of anxiety in general, but, you know, it's a lot better. But COVID anxiety was horrible. Sometimes I would come home from work just bawling my eyes out. Um, especially when I came to Vancouver and it was busier. Uh, and the kind of the mask regulations were like, oh, are they being lifted? Are they not being lifted? And then it was like the indoor seating, no indoor seating, just so much stuff. And um, I've well, the place that I worked in Surrey was very, like, almost farmland, very much, like, residential. Uh, uh, commercial Drive is a lot more mental health stuff, uh, so you kind of have to navigate a lot more complexities and intricacies of customer service, which were incredibly difficult. I've had coworkers uh, been sworn at, been like physically assaulted by people really yes wow yeah um so uh <laughs> a lot of anxiety and it sucked a lot of the time but um i also mean friends and really nice connections uh at work so it's not all bad i do like my job <laughs> bosses if you're watching this <laughs> i like my job 
That's, 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 that's good to like your job. I do. Hopefully, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Can't speak too soon. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, this is a side note, but other than, I, okay, I'm shouting out my job. I love the hour of my job in which I don't talk to customers because they are not allowed in the store. Um, but not just because I don't have to talk to people, because my brain loves placing things. I love Pinterest. <laughs> like, I love categorizing things, and we get so many different items. We are a fairly large bakery, so we get a wide range of products, and I love categorizing them. I put all of the muffins and the scones and the croissants in the exact same order every single time. <laughs> Very, very conscientious brain. Yes. And I I developed it originally because it all made sense. And then I love my coworkers, but sometimes they put stuff in orders that freak me out. I'm like, why? It's in the wrong spot. It doesn't make sense. The meats and the savories should be together. And things that look too similar should not be right next to each other. Because, duh... <laughs> Obviously, it is. It is though. Um, yeah, so I've seen my room. I have seen your room. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I love categorizing things and ordering things, especially when I get paid to do it. That's true. That is a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is nice to enlist you every once in a while. <laughs> I'm not talking that. about your room. I'm talking about my job. I'm not talking about my room. Oh, okay. In general. All right. Though that was you right before we started recording this, but <laughs> yeah, finding coins and garbage everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's how it is, you know. <laughs> You're really exposing yourself right now. Hey, as well as somebody, you know. All right. I'm not here to hide shit. True. True. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? It's past my bedtime. Oh, just a few more. Questions. I know. I know. I'm gonna do it. I'm just okay. saying. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I'm excited. I'm having a good time. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. All right. Well, um, right. I, I guess back on the point of like the whole COVID anxiety. Right. Uh, did you find your, your grandma lifestyle to be kind of uh, enhanced by the whole thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like everybody had to become a grandparent lifestyle. Like, unless you were... <laughs> willing to get hated on by every person if you post online that you're going to do stuff during covid like lockdown go do shit wait yeah don't take that as advice i'm just saying people were definitely doing shit i wasn't my friends weren't we were very much grandma lifestyles um but also my bubble was pretty good i had my partner i was telling somebody this today actually i had my partner my parents uh my sister and her boyfriend who lived together um and then my sister's boyfriend's parents uh but then everybody that was it seems like a big circle but nobody else saw anybody else that was very secluded almost yeah yeah it was very lonely but my friends and i made an effort to do video calls pretty frequently or attempt to do them frequently um which really really helped i remember feeling really grateful for technology in general feeling connected to my family damn i just remembered that we used to have to have social bubbles i know 
it's I crazy. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I only really remembered because I was talking to my coworker about that today. Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's nice how much things have changed. Yeah. It's really incredible. Honestly, it's great. I'm yeah. happier now than I was when things were not happening. Yeah. It would be nice. Yeah. But yeah, it was convenient to be a grandma because that's all we could do. I got into knitting briefly. Actually, slaps. actually, that was last winter, so not really lockdown era, but I did. Uh, I used to be a knitter. I know you were. Made many creations. I saw a video of like a really cute scarf today, and I was like, mm, knitting. <laughs> I always like to crochet more, don't I? Mean? I haven't done that yet. Oh, you should. I should do that. Crochet is fun. Um, oh, shit, there's a mosquito. I'm is covered it? in mosquito bites. Don't worry about it. Um, Rip. That's not relevant. <laughs> but, uh, what was I gonna say? Right, and then you met me, and I started going out pretty soon. Yeah. As soon as like the restrictions got eased up at all, and it's like, wait a minute, now this yeah. person who's very out of the COVID loop suddenly is forced into someone who's like, oh, I'm going out to, to see yeah. my friends all the time. And like, ah. I think you helped me loosen up a lot, which was really, I think, necessary. I felt a lot of COVID anxiety up until the literally pretty much during dating you still like i'm i, I remember at the start it was a big deal yeah i i mean i f- still feel it i wear my mask mm-hmm. to work every day still um but i have loosened up a lot like we see friends and i like i remember last summer i would go to parties and i would just wear a mask and nobody else would and i was like this is weird i feel awkward <laughs> but yeah, I don't do that anymore, which is really relieving, honestly. Yeah. Well, it's nice to not have to worry about it too much. Yeah. For sure. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, we're almost to the end of the questions I've made. Swag. My friend Evan is calling me right now. Sorry, Evan. Evan! I'll call you back in a bit. Shout out to that guy, man. Shout out to that guy. I feel like I'm, he calls a lot when we're together. And I love Evan. He's great. Evan, if you're watching, hi. I think you're super. Who be a, a very neat fella. I like that guy. Yeah. Um, what was the one about? Everywhere. Last few questions. I got um, a question. Something I really admire about you, I gotta say. Uh, I think you got a very uh, impressive love for yourself not in like a selfish way but just like a very healthy way yeah uh, yeah totally i think you're like very uh accepting which i thought was quite interesting uh because honestly most people i know struggle with that um and i'm, I'm sure you do to some extent as well yeah but, i mean uh, who doesn't yeah but uh I, I, I was just impressed i admire that so i was curious if you do anything to kind of cultivate self-love or self-acceptance has there any been anything that's like an important moment or you've noticed like a change in that or is it just kind of always been something that you're comfortable with i feel like i remember something like an actual moment where i was like oh (sighs) what was it i um i think i just oh Sorry, I'm having many thoughts happen all at the same time. That's okay. Take take all the time you need. We can we can do a little intermission. (laughs) 
I think I remember, I think this might have been more about social anxiety, but uh, I remembered being like, nobody cares. Nobody cares in the best way possible. It's not about like, oh, nobody cares about me. I'm so sad. It's more like, okay, you do this embarrassing thing. Nobody really cares. Or like you stumble over your words and you're like, ah, frick, I just did something really embarrassing. Nobody cares. Not even a little bit. They won't think about that for more than five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll giggle a little bit. And you know what the best part about this? The people that do care, you do not need them in your life. You do not need them in your life. That's it. That's, yeah. And so I think that really helped with self-love. Um, I feel like I've al- always kind of had a healthy relationship with myself, though, because of my family. Um, I was just very, it was very accepting. I never really had many body issues. I mean, everybody gets self-conscious. Uh, but you know it was very accepting (laughs) maybe I shouldn't say that I was thinking about you know how I walk around my house (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right well my I don't know my family primarily me uh are slight nudists around the house uh and I think that's helped with just kind of being okay with yourself in that like I just don't care. I don't care. It's a good skill. Yeah. My dad cares though. He thinks it's gross. And I'm like, shh, be quiet. It's not it's not that bad. It's just a body. I remember when I was little, my mom took maybe my sister and I, but my grandma was there. We went to this pride parade when I was little. Uh and then there was, you know how there's the nudist bicyclists? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, well, there's this bicycle parade that goes by sometimes, and they ride around naked. Vancouver. Uh, And then my grandma saw this, and typical grandma behavior, I don't blame her. Uh, She immediately tried to cover my eyes. She's like, oh my God, don't look, it's naked. Ah!" And then I took her hand off, and I looked at her, and I was like, it's just bodies. It's It's just a body. You just beat people. Yeah. And one of my favorite books when I was a kid was like a a drawn book about <laughs> like reproduction. <laughs> and it was just like it just had some very uh like very normal female bodies that weren't like depicted like how Disney depicts female bodies. And it was lovely. I was like whoa this egg goes through this adventure that's very cool (laughs) I didn't really know what it was about um but I think I got a lot out of that growing up so I I just had a really healthy relationship with viewing bodies I think and that helped in being accepting of my own damn very lucky yeah I was actually for real 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 yeah <laughs> I got a stupid question for you shoot uh what what does love mean to you I remember 
being asked this question when I was on like a first date uh, in like 2019, 2018 or something by this random interview dude downtown. <laughs> and no, this random interview dude. <laughs> um, love is a lot of things. Uh, I think it's just... It's an overused word. Yeah, but it's also an underused word and sometimes, I think. I think love is so many things. Um, I don't know. It's a very broad question. What is love to me? Um, acceptance and just, yeah, very much acceptance in in honesty of who people are. I don't, yeah, just, yeah, acceptance. Acceptance. I think that's a good way to put it. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, uh, on the subject of love, I've been listening to a song recently. I know. Love is everywhere. everywhere. By, what is his name? Farrah Sanders. Farrah Sanders. And now late, unfortunately. Yes. Beautiful song. Yeah, I like that. My dad always tells me, um, God is love and love is God. And love is everywhere. I think that's true. I think love is everywhere. You know, when I was on that walk yesterday, and I, you know how I saw that really giant ginkgo tree? And I think I told you, like, I talk and I thank plants sometimes. Uh... <laughs> when I'm in nature um but I'm pretty sure I told the tree that I loved it and I was just so thankful for this tree I it's just love is everywhere it's so many things um yeah gratefulness acceptance a whole lot that's good thank you thank you uh as to all the topics we've covered today, is there any any message, anything that you want to say to people listening, and anything that you want them to take away or consider? A message for the people. A message for the people. I don't know. Um, just uh, oh, I don't know. I'm just reminded about how my mom raised me as a kid. And I think when she told me, like, she was like, I think raising a kid is like knowing that you're going to mess up. You're just going to mess it up as less as you can. But not in like a a bad, like not in a like overexerting way, just like in a loving way. Just, you just got to try your best and do things. That's something I, do, I have a difficulty with, just starting things. Hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. Getting that push. Just uh just do things even though you know you know you're gonna fail. Because I have a fear of failure. Shout out to failure. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to that guy. We hate that guy. Yeah. But you know what? It's also important. It is. Because without failure, everything would be meaningless. Every achievement would be nothing. Why? Because there's no uh, this is okay. You gotta have your bad days to have your good days. Cause if you don't have a bad day, you don't know what a good day is. You're like okay. 
if you had a good day and yeah no that was if you had a okay if you had no bad days and you had these are the categories bad good great no bad days that means the good days would be terrible in comparison to the great days yeah and then somewhere in between that would be a good day I get what you mean. So there was, there's always going to be failure and bad, because that's balance, and I think it's important. The yin, the yang. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever that whole mess of my tangent, that's my message. Hell yeah! If I can reiterate that, or at least try to, it's uh, <laughs> do things even though you know you might fail. Yeah. Uh, and try not to mess up too much. But also, don't worry if you mess up, because that's what happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, that was the last question I had written down. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank no. you for having me on, sh- on your show. On your show? On my show. <laughs> Hi, welcome. This show. is the Tea Side with... Tea Styles. Tea... Tasia... Tasia... Tasia F.U. That's my... I'm not... I'm not swearing at you guys. That's my initials. I specifically chose that because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> not even a joke. Adoption, remember. <laughs> that is kind of an epic flex. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do, do you want people to find you? Um, she's She's got a TikTok. No. I, no, I... <laughs> no, don't. It's embarrassing. It's great. <laughs> No. <laughs> She's more famous than me. Nah. Right, well, famous is a strong word. I am not famous. I got like friends that listen to this. Um, You're famous in my heart. Thanks, <laughs> 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 babe. You're welcome, babe. Um. Yeah, so I got other people I like to say thanks to because uh, give thanks here. It's important. I think it's an important tradition in this show. I want to say a big thank you to um, to my friend John Isgara. You know what you did. I've been legally informed that I shouldn't <laughs> tell people what you did, but thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate your help, John. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to my friend Noah. Uh, I probably also shouldn't tell him to tell people what you did. <laughs> Thanks, no, I appreciate it. It was really helpful. Um, <laughs> I want to say thank you to my friend Sam Mitchell, uh, for who I have um, music to introduce my podcast and stuff, which is kind of cool. Uh, so thank you, Sam. I want to say it's a great song. I really like it. You've heard it too many times. <laughs> uh, I want to say a big thank you to my friend Reiner, who's taught me so much about audio, about lighting, about all the equipment I'm using. Uh, I would not be able to do this without you, so thank you, Reiner. Um, I want to say big thank you to my friend Eldritch, who is a total G and made me art, um, so I have an image to portray to the world. And I want to say thank you to my dad as well, who helped me get some of the gear, helped me pay for stuff. He's always supporting me and, and getting me out, helping me out with stuff. And I want to say a very special thank you to my one and only sponsor. Layla. My mom. Shout out to my mom. She's great. Um, if you're watching this, mom, I love you. We should give her a little round of applause. Here, wait, let's see. <laughs> okay, wait. Ooh, Layla! 
Love you, Mom. She's a G. Hey, wait. You gotta show the people what you're playing. I gotta hold it for you. It's a, it's a, it's a Dan Moy. It's a Vietnamese jaw harp. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> Good night. I had to go to bed 31 minutes ago. <laughs> Dang. Good night. All set. <laughs> Swag. That was fun. That was fun. I gotta go to bed.